all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. Hola a todos. Bienvenidos a una verdadera charla sobre el cuerpo de Cristo. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, my virtual crowd. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome once again to Body of Christ Real Talk. Body of Christ Real Talk. Welcome to the show. Good morning, good mid-morning, good afternoon, good mid-afternoon, good evening, good mid-evening, and to my night listeners in the U.S. of A. and internationally, welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. Welcome to the show. Thank you. All right, all right, all right. You know, I'm coming to the conclusion that I need to get straight to the point. It's time to get straight to the point. You know, sometimes I open up with a long introduction and stuff like that, or I'm too over-analytical, or I'm too... I over-explain things too much, to me anyway. I haven't got any feedback on that, but to myself when I listen to myself, especially on certain topics and issues. For the last few days, I'm going to be doing this. For the last few days, I've been on a topic that started off with... um, a survey I've seen on YouTube regarding the falling away and the uh, the absence of the youngsters, young people in churches and stuff like that, etc., 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 etc. And the I talked about that. I elaborated on that. I gave my opinion on that. I, I, I you know, from my heart, I gave my opinion on it, and I broke down what I think about it what's going on, you know, it's not fact, it's nothing like that, nobody has a true fact, you know, only God really knows what's going on, but I feel that the Spirit of God, you know, auctioned me and helped me in this to use common sense and look at it in a biblical perspective when I try to look at things like that. So if you want to hear more about, uh, okay, first the article for my new listeners, that's just listening to my show, just happened to just run into Body of Christ Real Talk. Uh, what I'm talking about is it's a survey from a, a, a news station on YouTube called CBN. I think that's the acronym for Christian Broadcasting Network. They're a Christian station. They keep on, they keep up with different things on the Christian faith and stuff like that, you know. 
and they have been a few doing a, uh, several surveys, uh, not right after each other, but several surveys about the falling away or uh, the youngsters not going, to, you know, falling away from the church and everything like that. And I gave my opinion. What I think it is, uh, you know, I, I talked about the faith access and what they're falling away from. And I think it's a lot of truth in that, you know, but when you mention anyone falling away from the faith and when people say that, it's not a really a biblical term term in a sense, you know, falling away from Christianity or falling away from the body of Christ. I look at it as you know, falling away from a belief system of Christianity or Christendom. You know, and I, and I broke down the examples in a few of the podcasts and a few of my other shows and stuff like that, what I mean by that. So when I hear the term falling away from the faith, I'm like this. You just got to be specific with me. What do you mean falling away from the faith? And it's good if I just talk to the person. The person say, I'm not a Christian anymore. That just tells me you never was a believer. Now, why do I change Christian to believer? Because I like to use the term believer even more. I think it's more substance when you use believer or part of the body of Christ. Why? Because the body of Christ and the believer is a biblical term used by the Apostle Paul. Jesus through him. So I try to use terms that the Bible used. Now, Joe, Christian is in the Bible too. Yes, but Christian was not ordained or something that God used to call his believers. That was like a negative derogatory name when it came to Christians in, uh, at Antioch through the ministry of Paul. So Christian was used as a bad name. It was a derogatory name. You know, it wasn't used a lot. It was, it was, it was not used in the, uh, the Old Testament at all, the four Gospels or nowhere else. And it was only used a few times, including uh, Peter. And first or second Peter. So the term Christian, what was first used at Antioch, was a bad name. They used they was just known as believers or the ones that followed the way of Jesus and stuff like that, which was predominantly the kingdom program. They followed the way of Jesus. Okay, you understand what I'm saying? So that's why I use believer or the body of Christ when I mention church. Specifically, I think a lot of us believers need to take this serious. And that's why when I hear people use the term Christian, you know, uh, they don't understand the history of that word Christian. And they look at Christian as being the church. I understand that. I still use it myself. But I use it in terms because that's what the world know of, of uh, the believer or the follower of the Bible of being a Christian, so I just put more. I'm not saying don't use it. No, I'm not saying that. But I'm just my point. Me personally, I just use believer more than I do Christian now because of the looseness of Christians. You, you have a lot of people, and I heard this even earlier today. And and this guy was doing all this. He was saying all this, and that you know, even the world got a habit of saying, you know, I'm a Christian. Because they, they look, they talk about Christian doom. They believe in some of the Christian morals or what they think a Christian is. So they say that it's almost like you said, I believe in a, the, the, uh, 
the morals of the Bible, the theology of the Bible, or, or they, they got Christians based on works or something they try to do or being good to people but still living another lifestyle. So you got many people call themselves Christians, okay? So I got into that and everything like that pertaining to the falling away of the church with youngsters and stuff like that, you know, because I believe not, I could be wrong. Uh, many of them wasn't believers and really wasn't part of the body of Christ's church. So, you know, and I would not know that if I just interviewed them or talked to them myself, okay? Now, if you want to hear more about that, I advise you or I recommend you to go to the last, go to the last three shows that's really breaking down what's going on, you know, with that subject. But as you go through the last show, listen to the last show, I advise you to do that. You're going to notice that I'm kind of going, changing, and really just getting into the gist of Bible reading, understanding the Bible. What is Christianity compared to, what is a Christian by name compared to the body of Christ? And I got into the definitions of church, church and buildings, church being the body of Christ. I was very specific in that. So you want to hear more about that. I advise you to check those out and everything. You know, what is the definition of a Christian? What is the definition of a believer? Because all believers, you can't judge them the way they look. A lot of times you can't judge them the way they act. They should have a certain way we act. But sometimes you can't go back there because of some believers are still kind of carnal. You know, they've been like that all their life. So it's not they're not going to change over life. You know, some faster than others. So we can't go back that way or even what somebody do or how much they give, or how much they try to show love, or how much they go on missions. So you can go, you can judge a person and say they're a believer based on that. You know, you cannot do that. Now, that can be part of your works, and it's good if you do do that. But you base a believer, a real believer. Now, let me put it, you base a real believer today, for me, is on the gospel. How did you get saved? You base a real believer on what doctrine they're talking about, what doctrine they're teaching. Now, Joe, everybody don't teach the same. I understand that. You know, people got different doctrines, but it's a certain foundation that most believers agree on, true believers agree on. The deity of Christ is, was Christ the Son of God? Is Christ God? Is He the Savior of the world? Is He the only way to get to heaven? See, questions like that is very important to judge a person or see if a person is really a believer or they're just a self-made Christian. You ask those questions. Not experiences don't you can't go by nobody's experiences it's a doctrinal question and it's very important about how do you feel about the deity of Jesus do you believe Jesus was he was he was rose from the dead do you believe Jesus is the son of God do you believe in the Holy Spirit you ask those different questions like that you believe Jesus died for your sins why did he die for your sins? Now, you got some believers still confused about that, but I'm talking about the basic questions you ask someone. When it comes to him <clears throat> being the son of God, the savior of the world, most people, they heard that before. 
See, they heard that before. Many Christians or self-made Christians, they kind of stumble over that. They get confused. You know, they come with conflated type of answers when it comes to being a believer. Now, compare paying a believer in the body of Christ, the true church, compared to a Christian, a self-made Christian that's religious and goes to church, believe in Christian dumb, believe in the morals of Christians. That's what I'm comparing. That's when you, uh, that's how you will know who's a true believer in Christ. You ask some questions about, first of all, the Savior, Jesus, his deity, his holiness, his godliness. You ask them about that. You know, not creation. Yeah, you can ask about creation. Do you believe? Now, Jesus was the creator of the earth. Some of them don't even know that. Now, you, I let them slide by that because that's something many believers don't know themselves, that Jesus is the creator of the earth. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin from makeup remover wipes to hydro boost water gel facial moisturizer. BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd. Only at BJ's. You know, he's a creator. I'm not going to get into this, uh, the doctor's scriptures on that first, but when I'm trying to find out if a person really is, believe those are the questions I ask, how do you feel about sin? You know, different basic questions. The deity of Christ. Is Jesus the savior of the world? Or just asking questions, who is Jesus? How do you get saved? What makes you think you are saved? You ask those basic questions and everything. Do you think Jesus is the only way, which is a good one? Do you think Jesus is the only way for salvation or to heaven? You ask those basic questions. Usually, a lot of them will stumble over that if they are not real believers. If they are not real believers. Or they might have even just thought they was believers. That way, if they are kind of confused about it and they are not saved, they still have a chance to be saved. You understand what I'm saying? That's why I just I just can't just grasp or accept everybody that say they are Christian because they use Christianity. You have the alcoholic saying they're Christian. You have, you have the drug addict saying they're Christian. You have the hooker saying they're Christian. You have the this and that saying they're Christian. You have this person saying they're Christian. You have the Mormon saying they're Christian. You have the Mason saying they're Christian. You have the Jehovah Witness saying they're Christian. Only ones that say they're Christian is the Muslims. They don't, they don't say Christian. See the name Christian. You have the Catholics say they are Christians. You have many ones that's religious. See, the word Christian, I heard one brother say this, the word Christian 
used today, it's like universal. They talk about the church buildings and the denominational churches when they talk about Christianity. They look at all these different faiths that claim to be Christians. They're not in the body of Christ. They're not believers in the body of Christ, you know, under the teachings of the Apostle Paul. But they claim to be Christians. And when many uh, newscasters or substacks or newsletters you read, they talk about news in the Christian world. And then when you read it, you hear different things about Catholicism and different faiths and whatever like that, you know. It's a whole new Christian dumb outlook about Christianity. But are they part of the body of Christ? Most of them, no, they're not. I put emphasis on all these denominations. The majority of them are not believers. They're not believers. I also put emphasis on the last podcast, not one of us, but Jesus. And some of the um, uh, uh, saints, like the Apostle Paul, and Moses and others, and even Peter now, but mainly the Apostle Paul, this is my opinion, you know, followed, obeyed the Holy Spirit, at least probably 60, 70%. But Jesus obeyed the Holy Spirit. He was sinless and perfect, 100%. Reason, how could you go about percentage like that? I'm throwing the percentage out there because remember, Jesus never sinned. Paul never sinned. Peter never sinned. Matter of fact, they was born in sin. They sinned. I'm not saying they sinned a lot, but they did sin. All them sinned. Jesus never sinned, so he's 100% perfect. That's why I say Jesus is the only one that was perfect and followed the Holy Spirit. He was fooled. He was obedient beyond measure. That means he, he, he followed the Holy Spirit 100%. No other saint or person in the Bible never done that. So when a person say, I always follow the Holy Spirit, or they be dogmatic on people talking about, you need to do this, you need to do that. And they say, I always say, no, you don't. No, you don't. Many people today probably only 20, not even that high, 20 to maybe close to 30, the highest percentage of really obeying everything the Holy Spirit tell us to do, including myself. We don't. We don't. We get distracted. And it's, and you got to be honest with you. It, it's not easy to follow everything the Holy Spirit tell us to do, not because we don't want to. It's because this flesh this flesh. You have to you have the problem with sin, self, and Satan. So sometimes you don't even hear the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit can just take over if he want to, but he doesn't. He's a perfect gentleman. He will not push himself on you. So his voice is usually within the man, inner man. I'm not talking about audible. Within the inner man is always drowned out by the flesh. So therefore, we don't follow 100% or even even nearly, we don't even go have 50%, most of us, of obeying the Holy Spirit. You know, that's my take on that, all right? Okay, what I want to talk about now. We have certain Christian heroes. Joe, what do you mean by that? Now, I'm excluding, of course, Jesus is the Savior. Paul, Peter, some people have the heroes of David and others, uh, uh, some of the patriarchs in the Bible, different things like that. You know, we, we like reading those, and that's good. We should. 
we should. Uh, and the Bible don't hold back the weaknesses of a lot of the saints. It does not hold back. It talks about David's weaknesses, Samson's weaknesses, and a lot of those saints that's just went in unbelief quite a bit or was weak, whether it was lust, greed, or whatever, that fell into that trap. So the Bible don't try to cover up like cover up like everybody was walking in perfectness like Jesus, because they wasn't. They could not. Just period. They could not. You can walk in a in a way that you can follow certain sound doctrines, yes. But when it comes to obeying the Holy Spirit all the time, it's 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 a it's a it's a battle. It's a struggle. Now some people more than others, of course. But nobody is no hundred percent, I don't even close to of following and obeying the Bible. If you know, if that was the case, like I said before, you would not have nobody so many denominations. Now I can look at people individually and everything, but if you are in some type of denomination or you're a church church jumper, you're going from church to church to church and you kinda of wavering, or you're lukewarm and stuff like that, that tells you with all these denominations and all this other stuff I was talking about, that tells you right now, nobody is fully walking in the Holy Spirit because the majority of the people that's in these churches uh, top to bottom, which is the pastor on down, you know, far as that, they believe they, they are in the true church. They believe that doctrine, whatever they fall on or whatever they cherry picked out of the Bible, they believe that doctrine is the true, full gospel doctrine. Somebody got to be wrong. With all these denominations, hundreds and hundreds and thousands of denominations around the world, I'm not just talking about U.S. of A., around the world that calls themselves a Christian church. And a lot of them don't really mention the body of Christ. They use it interchangeably, body of Christ with the kingdom church. They just use it interchangeably, confusing everybody. But all these denominations prove that we're not 100% or even 50% or maybe even 30% following the Holy Spirit because we just everywhere with doctrine disagreeing on this. And if you look at the book of Acts and everything, they was one church. They wasn't perfect, but they was one church. See? Now you go when the, when the last appearance of Peter in the book of Acts, you didn't hear nothing else about the apostle Peter. It basically went out, it basically went full fledged to the apostle Paul. His doctrines and what he taught is only explained in his books, not in the book of Acts. It talks about his missionary trips, but it doesn't explain what he was teaching in Acts. You have to go to Paul's 13 letters to get fed his missionary trips and his different places he went. You know, you will get that out of Apostle Paul. But the sadness about it, even Apostle Paul, a lot of his followers fell away from him. They left him. They still are saved. They still are believers. But they got weak. Paul got persecuted a lot. Paul's doctrine was just so, he was bolder than anybody with his doctrine. And he preached the cross. He didn't preach the kingdom or who Jesus was. He preached the cross, the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ, which that's the only way you get saved. And that's how we get saved today, believe in that. That's why I put emphasis on that, believe in what Jesus did. He preached the cross of Christ. He preached the resurrection. He mentioned the body of Christ several times. He the only one came out with that term, the body of Christ. Jesus being the head and the church being the body. You don't find it in the, uh, in the Gospels nowhere. 
I'm not talking about the Lord's Supper or Jesus saying, this is my body. No, that's not the body of Christ. He's talking about his body for sacrificing himself. But I'm talking about Paul preached a different gospel to the rest of the world, Gentiles and Jews, mainly Gentiles. He put a lot of emphasis on the cross, the resurrection of the dead, the death, burial, resurrection of uh, of Jesus, the body of Christ. The rapture or the catching away of the taking away of the church. This is lingo by the Apostle Paul. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. Now, why I'm going here? The reason I'm going, I, I'm, I was, I, I, I'm listening to something, uh, and I've been doing, educating myself on different things, movements, and beginnings, and certain. Uh, certain ideologies and movements in the United States and everything like that. I was looking at this, which is very uh, educational to know your background about the your country that you live in. I think everybody, whatever country you live in, should know something about your country. The truth. We here in the U.S. of A. have been lied to so many times uh, about our country here in the U.S. of A., especially, uh, not predominantly, but especially uh, black people. We have been, you know, told different things. We have been lied to uh, by politics. We have been lied to by the so-called church, Christendom church. We have been lied to about different things like that. We've been lied to about sexual things. We've been lied to about a lot of things. So our history of ourselves a black man and woman really don't know who they really are because we always been told who we were or who we supposed to be. So we don't have, it's kind of a gray area, you know, we don't have a really definite identification. We know we black and uh, we go by what we, we was told we came from. It's just like when I talk about how, you know, a lot of our biblical knowledge comes from what somebody told us what the Bible was saying. So if you look at the black history that was taught here in the USA I'm talking about, we have a history that's not so much pretty in America. It's we all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin from makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost water gel facial moisturizer. BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd. Only at BJ's. Based on victimhood and how we was abused and stuff like that. And a lot of that is true. A lot of that is true. Okay. But also a big part of that is false history. You know, I'm going to do something else on that later. I'm not going to get on that, but it's, it kind of blew my, not blew my mind, but I always been skeptical about the history 
of not so much slavery, but mainly coming up to the 50s and 60s and stuff like that. You know, I already knew that a lot of truth about the slavery from different authors like the Thomas Souls and the David Bartons and the different uh, historians and uh, talked about the, the real history of black people and stuff like that, okay? Now, the reason I, since I have been a believer, I have learned to look at history in a world view. In a world view. Joe, what do you mean by that? I have learned to look at history in all ethnic groups, not just my ethnic group. Now, that's very important to know that my group don't get me wrong. And I want, I'm not, you know, I dig deep to know about that. And I think I know enough, you know, but the enough that I know now is contrary to what I was brought up believing about my black history or what happened to our somewhat forefathers or the uh, the past blacks and everything like that. And, uh, you know, I'm an African, I'm a part of African and everything like that, such and such a thing like that. I already got my take on that, you know, and, uh, but what I have learned now, since I have been a believer, since I have been a Christian believer, part of the body of Christ, the real church, I have learned to look at when somebody now say, tell me where I came from or tell me I need to call myself an African-American even though I have no part of African in me, I'm just straight out American. I don't have no African in me. I don't care who try to give me anything. That's my stand on that. I am American. I was born in America. I'm just interested in that now. You know, if I did have that in me, I'm still an American. I'm still of American, you know. Since American has been in existence and since the time I was born, I'm American and I'm a black man. I'm a man first and I'm black. So I'm happy with that. I don't need nothing else to prove why I'm black. I go through the biblical history and I can find that out. I don't need to know the cultural ways I should be acting and what I be look, need to look for now. I go to my Bible and I just dig there. Where did black people come from? You know, different things like that. And I don't see nothing in the Bible that's making black people no special than nobody else or no weaker than nobody else. See, that's the way I look at it. I look at it in the world view. I have to look that way to get caught up, get out of that that type of uh, stereotype of my ethnic ethnicity. That keeps me away from a lot of these other flags. See, I'm not caught up in my color. I love my color, but I'm not caught up in my color. Color as in a melanin of my color. Culture comes because of your surroundings. I'm talking about my color because that's mainly what the issue is here in the United States. The color, the melanin color, not the character, but the melanin of the color. The character is developed through your surroundings the majority of the time in life. See, and that's not only through the black man, that's been through the white man, that's been through the Asian man. You had ghettos in Asia, China, Japan, Philippines. You had lower class Philippines because they was told they was lower class. You had them in Nigeria. I mean, well, Nigeria. Well, of course, you know, you had them in uh, Algeria. You had them in Cuba. You had them in mostly all nations of people that was called lower class. And the majority of those nations didn't have nothing to do with the melanin of the skin. Most of them, it was just 
categories they put people in. You understand those same categories. So when I look at racism, I say, okay, let me educate myself on world racism. Are we the most, and this is not what I want to get into, but I'm making a point. Are we the most afflicted people that ever lived on the earth as being a black person? Ask yourself there, if you are black, if you are black and you're listening to my podcast, uh, do you think or do you have proof that we are the most afflicted people on the earth? Now, most people, if you're listening to me, you are limited to the U.S. of A. You are limited to the USA because that's basically besides Africa. I'm talking about besides Africa and slavery and stuff like that. There's some truth in that that wasn't told to us as well. But besides that, as a black man or a black woman, could you honestly say with the knowledge and the information that you have gotten since you was into the at an age that you understood history about your own ethnicity. See, if you only limited to what you was taught here in the USFA, let me say this carefully. If you're only limited about the, your history, how you were somewhat treated by the white man or the Caucasian man, whatever you want to call them, in the USFA, I can see why you think that we were being, we was one of the most afflicted people, according to USA politics and ideology standards. Yes, but when you, if you really want to look at something objectively about uh, racism or uh, slavery all around and broadness that will open up your mind to understand oh we wasn't the only one this always been happening there always been anarchy there always been people that were suppressed and the majority of the time it had nothing to do with color and even more than blacks were suppressed see black and white is mainly a USA thing and I, 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 it's even, it has even been confirmed will be now by looking at this documentary, documentary, this powerful documentary, man. See, we have to learn to educate ourselves with truth. See, we have to learn to educate ourselves with truth. Both sides of history, I like to call it. See, because we have been lied on so long. What me and you thought was real here in America. Let me start off right there with this first. A lot of things that the blacks are supposedly have went through and the marches, the uh uh the civil rights movement and, and different things like that that happened in America that's very powerful. They named holidays after Martin Luther King and different things and different names, Malcolm X and whatever. Like, I don't know if he got a holiday. I doubt it. But uh, I doubt it in a sense because one is considered a righteous Christian and one is considered a Muslim. And, but uh, that's even messed up. And I'm going to tell you why later on. But 
and we just know about that, you know, uh, different things, mostly in America, you know, a lot of us, even uh, the young generation today, they know about that and the suppression that the blacks went through, why they marched, why they marched and different things like that, you know, and it's like a bubble. Now, if I told you, if I said this, and listen very closely, if I said this, this is real talk now. I'm not trying to persuade you or dissuade you. If I told you, you hear a lot of history. Some of you, let me just give you a little rundown where I'm going with this. Very simple. Uh, you heard about some, a lot of you know about communism or Marxism and stuff like that. Some of you do, some of you don't. And when you hear about dictatorship, you hear about communists, you hear about different uh, revolts or revolutions in different countries, like Cuba, like uh, China, you know, uh, you know, uh, Venezuela, a lot of these countries that's been, or some parts of Nigeria, or, you know, different parts of the country that you hear a lot of oppression and people are being oppressed and stuff like that, North Korea and different places like that. You hear about, you know, the oppression that goes on in those countries. You hear about dictatorships in those countries and stuff like that. And we grew up hearing about them. Even today, we hear a lot about uh, those movements. And some of us know even the history down to the T. Some of us do. Christians and non-Christians know a good, they, they, they got it, that's they study, they love that type of stuff, real historical teaching and everything, you know, you have groups that can break down the, uh, the oppression and stuff like that, you have groups that break down why they hate capitalism, they call it colonialism, why they hate capitalism, or why they are a Marxist, or why they are a socialist, and then you got different breakdowns, why people hate communism, why they, because the oppression of the people in other countries, see, in other countries, you have people in those oppressed communist dictatorship Marxist countries, they come to the United States for what? Because of our constitution and our freedom and our laws and different things like that and our economic opportunities, correct? They leave their countries because they was oppressed and stuff like that, you know. Christians being uh, oppressed, their churches being oppressed and stuff like that. They come to the United States and everything because the United States is the land of the free, correct? You know, we don't deal with a lot of stuff like that, you know, and uh, a lot of countries like this. So a lot of people want to come to the United States. Why? Because of that reason, you know, we like the land of milk and honey. We like to some people the utopia that they wanted to dream. If they can't make it, they try to get their children in, even from Mexico and stuff like that because of the poverty, the poverty and the economic problems and the cartels and different things. You know, the different countries and whatever like that, you know, uh, that oppress these countries and stuff and they want to come to the United States, the land of utopianism, the land of milk and honey. That's just been for years. That's always been like this since we've been the number one superpower I think since 1922. You know, we became, the, I think it's 1922. Over 100 years we've been the number one superpower. The most powerful, the most prosperous nation on the earth. The United States, the USA. So many people want that freedom when they come 
all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologists recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's here to the United States. They, they want their freedom. They look, they're looking for their freedom, a land of milk and honey. They are utopia. They are utopia. They're looking for that in the United States because all the dictatorship and the communists and the socialism that went wrong and stuff like that, it became communism and the rules and the laws and the, the killings and the murders and the rapes and the prostitution and stuff like that. They run to America. Not saying that America don't have this stuff, but America have more for freedom to have more laws or what I should say now, somewhat had, H-A-D. You know, more laws. But I'm just talking about back then until now. Why did people come to America? Or they want to come to America to get away from all that best there, correct? All right. The land of the free. Joe, where you going with this? Okay, the reason I'm I'm saying that in this way. What if I just told you? that what's going on in those uh, you probably know what I'm going to say now or went on in those other countries is also set up for here here as in the US of A now I'm going to tell you uh, a documentary I want you to check out this documentary came out about a 1960s something, uh, 1965. And I think the author, uh, the producer of this documentary, his name is G. Edward Griffin. Now, that's not what I want to talk about tonight, but I just want to, I'm going somewhere, like I always say, because I am. I'm a storyteller before I get to the story. (laughs) I tell a story before I tell a story. His name is G. Edward Griffin. And the name of his documentary is called Anarchy. You probably heard of it. If not, check it out. It's the same one. The one that I found it out because uh, if you heard of Uncle Tom, a documentary called Uncle Tom and Uncle Tom 2. Two good documentaries about the truthfulness and the different prosperities that a lot of people don't know about black people and the black ethnicities and everything like that. And the truth on the other side of history, Uncle Tom or Uncle Tom 2. If you're interested in that, you want to know more about the other side of black history, check out those things, you know. Or you want to really know some breakdown of your black history, check listen to Thomas Sowell, Thomas Sowell, Larry Elder, and a whole lot of other brothers and, and uh, sisters out there and everything like that. You, you need to really educate yourself if you li- listen objectively. If you already got your mind made up, you're not going to listen to them. They say most liberals, most liberals 
will not accept this because their mind is made up. They have an agenda, so they don't want to hear the truth. They just want to create their truth. Okay, if you want them, uh, don't don't waste your time checking it out. You know, you wasting my time and you wasting your own time and the documentary time. You know, if you already got a made up mind that you ain't gonna believe it anyway. But anyway. The word anarchy, you know, that's just like a chaos. You know, when there's no government, there is anarchy. You know, people start making up their own laws. You have coups. You have different things. You have chaos. You have takeovers. You have people making up their own rules and laws. It's called, that's somewhat like an anarchy. And most, a lot of countries started off like they was the savior, then they turned out to be anarchists, even in Germany, you know. Nobody knew Hitler was going to do all that because he appeased the people. He appeased them. But, you know, you know what will wind up ha- happening with that. Anytime you enter Marxism or socialism, sooner or later it's going to become a dictatorship country and it's going to cause a little anarchy because it's going to always be somebody running the whole thing when you're trying to distribute everybody with the same type of wealth. It's going, somebody going to be running that. You know why? Because they're not going to never trust you to make your own money. You're going to have you're going to only be limited on how much you can make or what you can drive or what you can do this and everything like that. So it's going to always be an issue when you try to run a country like a, a socialist country or is eventually it's going to become a communist country. And that's why a lot of these countries are falling like that because it happened with them. It started off uh, as something they promised them that was going to make something better that was already doing good. You hear what I'm saying? Country, just say for instance, the country's already doing good already. The people are getting along. And then you have this group of people, this group of people that tells you that somebody is oppressing you. For instance... If you already own land, you don't have no problem with, you own land, you own a house on your land, you own the cows and everything on your land. You never had no issue with your land. Your neighbor never had no issue with your land. You are a believer or a Christian and you live by a Muslim and you guys got along. There wasn't no friction. You have two different type of beliefs, but you got along very well. And this is a true story that happened in Algeria. But, you know, you get along very well. And then this so-called revolutionary or this so-called person comes in there and just said, you know, you need to get more land than what you have now because this such and such a person is taking your land and they got more land than you than you have. And you don't even use your mind to understand and say, wait a minute, we got all the land. You believe that. Why? Because it's fair to the media. It's fair to the neighbors. And the more things you keep repeating over and over and over, it becomes true to people's ears. So even though you ain't, you, you're not oppressed, you start believing you are oppressed. And because it's getting in your head, even though these people, you always own more land than anybody else, but you have been bamboozled to believe that you don't because somebody or this other group of people trying to take it from you. See, that's how these revolutions and that's how this stuff start. It's the few people, what they say about 1%, controls the whole other 99% with people with a lie. A rebellious of a lie. Okay, who's the father of lies? Who's the father of lies? 
Who planted a seed like that? You think about that because uh, Lenin, the, uh, the main leader of Russia, you know, then had a statement in his book that who he respects and follows, which is Lucifer. Now, you see a lot of how a lot of these dictators start off that way. Who did they? Well, it's kind of conniving. You can just go back and you can backtrack to the Bible because a lot of things come back to a biblical perspective. How the enemy done things. See, when he came and shriveled as a serpent in the book of Genesis, who did he deceive? He didn't go to Adam. You ever wonder why he didn't go to Adam? He went to the weaker vessel. And the Bible talks about the woman that's a weaker vessel. So don't, don't trip on that, oh, young ladies. I love you all. <laughs> he went to Eve and told her just a little lie. Just a little. I'm not going to get into that. You need to read that yourself. A little lie. And that got her flesh pumped up. And he told when you do this, whatever like that, you know, God, no, you will be as gods. Now, little G gods, gods, angels, they was known as some type of gods and little G's gods. Like that's another teaching. You know, it was not as God, but as gods. They were just, the Bible talks about angels as being sons of gods as well. So that's what they, they I believe they were talking about, the angels as gods, as gods. That mean you, you would know more than what you know now. You would know good. And it was a, truth with the lie see so Satan is the master manipulator if you notice Satan don't use different tactics if you follow along a, a, a lot of these countries how they started off it's the same type of way Satan done when he rebelled against God and how many he wind up taking with him before he got kicked out in the second heavens to deceive Eve he got kicked out of the second heaven to deceive Eve on the earth, which was Eden then. One third of the angels he influenced to come down with him. See, and if you look at the it's thousands and thousands and maybe millions of angels that follow Satan. Okay. You look at here on earth, the same type of way dictatorship starts, it starts out with a lie. I could make you better, even though you're doing well. Eve was doing well. Eve was living perfectly. She couldn't. You talking about a wonderful, perfect place? How could not be one perfect? You serve the most powerful spirit that ever God, and you were in the most beautiful place. I can't even imagine how Eden looked it. Looked it. But Satan convinced her she needed more, and then she didn't. And even went to the point that she was able to convince her husband, the man, Adam, that God told not to eat from that tree. You see, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh. See, the same happens today in different countries. You got to remember, who does it? Satan. He's the one that starts the master plan. He's the master of anarchy. He's the master of confusion. He's the master of dictatorship. All this maneuvering and countries falling is not God's wrath. It's Satan. He's good at having man destroy themselves, especially from the inside first. Then they have other nations destroying them. 
He's a master of division, of divide. You understand what I'm saying? But if you live in here in America, you mainly see, especially young people, they see, uh, they are, when we was growing up, let me put it that way, I used to look at it as other countries being at wicked and communists or whatever like that. Never America. Nah, we're, man, we're the country of the land of the free, man. You know, we are, we are a free country, man. Okay? What if you just found out that since over a hundred years, including China, it always has been a plan to take down America since America's since America became the superpower in 1922. It always been an agenda to take down America. Now, how? What way is to take down America? The same day, the same way you took down a lot of those other countries. You know you can't win with America with bombs and missiles. You don't have a chance. America government is known for their ego and pride. Wanting more. The lust of money, the love of money, the root of all evil. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions. And it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase. And no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, VJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's. America loves more, 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 more. So you play right in America, America plays right in their hands and more, 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 more. In other words, the same way these, a lot of these countries are falling, America is going to fall or is falling the same way from the inside with the same type of what? Communist beliefs. You see how easily in the last few years socialism got up in here? You see the socialist belief? They can call it wokeness or cancer culture all you want to. It all has to do with communism. They just give it different names. It's all communism. It's always been in the plan. It's just the names they called it then back in there, they just change the names to woke movements and they make it sound good. Uh, uh, social justice, it sounds so innocent. But it all spells the same thing, communist takeover. Okay, now, let me get off that. But check, look out for, look out for this movie, G. Edward Griffin called Anarchy. You might be surprised. Okay, let me get back to what I wanted to start off with. Many he many of us call a lot of believers in our past, our heroes or our mentors, uh, and stuff like that. 
especially when a special believer calls another believer or a so-called Christian their mentor or an example. I'm going to give you an example of uh, Christianity. I just talked about Christianity. And sound doctrine is very important when it comes to knowing a person is a believer of the body of Christ. Not the name Christian so much, but a believer in the body of Christ. you got to ask those questions, not for yourself, but for them. But for them, because some people are confused and some people will try to bamboozle you with a lot of words and a lot of knowledge and stuff like that, you know. I seen this uh, show today, and the guy, was they was, they was talking about politics, though, and I'm going to get into that, you know, and it was it was very interesting because a lot of, the, I'm glad a lot of my black ethnicity groups are waking up now. They, 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 their eyes are opening now, you know, but that's only on politics. What I want them to open up now is no Jesus about, about you know, being a believer and being saved has always been me, but I, I'm happy they just started somewhere. But anyway, let me digress. Uh, when you uh, look up to a person that's some what you call a Christian, or you assume that they was a Christian growing up, or even now. Or you might have their pictures hanging in your church building and stuff like that, or even in your house or something like that. You know, you, you've you been looking up to that person for years and everything like that. Now, what I'm saying, I'm, I'm not here to put these people down. I'm just trying to, because I have been fooled myself, and uh, I'm just trying to be honest and very careful now. Not to the point that I'm walking on eggshells, but just we have to use wisdom and let the Holy Spirit guide us through our wisdom sometimes. And don't be so easily sucked in with people, with men or women, you know. But my point is, uh, many people looked up to what, the, uh, the Billy Grahams, the Oral Roberts. I'm talking about the old schools of my time. You know, people went as far as the Smith Wigglesworth. Some of the people probably never heard of the Kenneth Hagens, uh, even the Kenneth Copelands, and the Creflo Dollars, and the Eddie Longs, and the Bishop T.D. Jakes. I'm just using generally different type of names that a lot of us used to or still do. Looked up to these ministers, uh, Charles Stanley. Uh, I'm just naming out names, you know. All of them don't go in the same category, but I'm just naming some are decent and some are good and some, you know, they they they're not who you think they are. But I'm just naming out different names. Watch out if you watch out. Be careful worshiping any man or putting your trust in any man, including myself, including myself. You know, and yourself. Be careful. Don't let nobody worship you. Let nobody just take every word you say, you know. You know, they need to know you have scars and you have issues too, but you don't need to tell them everything. My point is, you need to be careful. The only one we need to just worship and put our full trust in is Jesus. <clears throat> not your pastor, not your mom, not your dad, not your sisters or brothers, or your wife or husband, nobody. Your full trust. It's in Jesus when it comes to <clears throat> biblical sound doctrine. 
that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about worldly things and everything like that because wife and husband do have positions. Wife, love a husband. Husband, love your wife. Wife, represent husband. Of course, you love, but I'm just going the biblical way that Paul put it. But my point is when it comes to sound doctrine or somebody claiming to be a quote-unquote Christian. Okay, quote-unquote Christian. Or they become a celebrity to you. They become a celebrity. And you always quoting what they saying. You might have their books all in your life. You have you read their books more than you read the Bible. And I'm just being real. You read their books more than you read the Bible. All of us got caught up in that one time or another. You know? Not saying the books are bad, but I'm just saying you read their books more than you read the Bible. You know, different things like that. You know, watch their movies, whether they're in it or they're directed or they're producing. You just follow them and you believe in them. You don't find nothing wrong in them. They can't seem to say nothing wrong because you look at them without even knowing as the word of mouth, the Moses of the Bible now, the, the Peter or the Paul of the Bible, you know, whatever. It's just like this guy is a prophet. He's the true or she's the true mouthpiece of God. And many people do follow people like that, you know, from the past, even to the day with the young, the young uh, showman that's out there now. It's all entertainment. It's all, most of it's a lot of entertainment. They're trained to talk like that, okay? They're entertainers. They're good. They're good orators, most of them, you know. My point is, when a historical figure that you grew up listening to and it touched you, if that person got martyred, martyred or killed or you know, reason I mentioned martyr because that's that's how they use the term when a believer or a so-called Christian get killed. Martyr, they call him a martyr. You know, Fosdeck, but uh, have died. It bothers you. You know, it touched me when Charles Stanley passed away. It really touched me when uh, when Charles Stanley passed away. It touched me when Les Feldick passed away. You know. It touched me when a lot of ministers passed away, but it just touched me in different ways. And I'm going to tell you why, because and I'm not saying nobody is perfect. Don't get me wrong. Listen to what I'm saying. I'm um, Listen to what I'm saying. Now, when Eddie Long passed away, it hurt me, but it hurt me differently because he had so much baggage that I did not know of until later and stuff like that, you know, because I listened to Eddie, I used to like this preaching, but the baggage and the double lifestyle that he was living and he wasn't really trying to change it, you know, and I know about struggles, believe me, but it's a difference when you struggle, you're trying to get it right compared to just practicing and just living two lifestyles, you know, and knowing you're wrong, but you continue to live it. You know, that's where I look at it. And it hurt me and bothered me because his lifestyle didn't add up to his preaching. Okay, so it was a different type of uh, reaction with me when it came to Eddie Long. This young man named Zachary Thames. I don't know if you guys ever heard of him. You know, when he passed away, 
but he didn't just pass away. These guys suffered. Zachary Towns overdosed on cocaine. And I used to off and on, because he, he used to favor uh, Will Smith, you know, Will Smith of the Fresh Prince. Uh, but I didn't know all that about Zachary Smith. Some of, a lot of it is true. Some of it is going to get exaggerated, you know. But they kept a lot of things secret. Maybe his family respected whatever like that. That's cool. I'm understand that. Because the media will blow things and they will, they, they find any way to make uh, so-called Christianity the way they look at it. look bad anyway. But anyway, Zachary Thames, it bothered me too. Because... He was struggling in the situation that it wound up killing him. Now, I'm not saying he didn't go to heaven. You got Christians that go live a certain life and they struggle and they just don't get out of it and they die. They have to go home, man. I believe they just got to go, man. I'm not saying God killing them, but, you know, he allows, he got to go. That don't mean they didn't go to heaven. But I don't know if Zachary Towns was truly saved. I don't know that. I can't say I hope he was, but I don't know if Zachary Thames or Eddie Long was really true believers. I don't know that. But my point is their baggage was very open then. You know, you got Bishop Paul Falk. I didn't know about him. His his struggles with sexual and youngsters, young whatever. Then uh, this Zachariah, Ravi Zachariah. I didn't know too much about him. My point is, you see what I'm talking about? You see where I'm going? And now a lot of these people was looked up to. They was worshipped. They had many members. Many people sent them offerings and everything because they looked up to these people. Some of them more than they did Christ. But they took these people's word as God's speed, as God's word and everything. Now, I'm comparing Eddie and all of them compared to where I felt when Charles Stanley passed away. It hurt me and I almost shared it to why. Now, I'm not saying this man was perfect because nobody was perfect or sinless. But it ain't, you know, you heard a few rumors about y'all, but you didn't hear the big extravagant rumors or the different things that happened in these other people's lives, you know, that I used to watch. See, my a, a lot of my teaching and my passion came from Charles Stanley. I learned about being ensured about salvation from Charles Stanley. I learned about the different doctrines and speaking in tongues. What's the real meaning of speaking in tongues is different from the teachers of Charles. I learned a lot from Charles Stanley. And I can find, it's nothing too much dirt that anybody can find on Charles Stanley. You know, people believe me, they looking, but not saying he's perfect. I'm not talking about his marriage. You got many believers, including myself. I've been divorced twice and I'm a, I'm a believer. So I'm not basing it on that. Those are not good things. I'm not proud of it. So I'm not going on his divorce. Many ministers, good men in Christ and women divorce. Uh, it's just, it just happens. God is not pleased with it, but it happens. As long as you're in this flesh, there's a chance that might happen. You know, but God is not condemning you or nothing like that. He's not pleased with it, but he's not condemning you. But it happens. It happens. Okay. So I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about a lot of illicit things outside that I know of about Charles Stanley. You know, it hit me different. Let's felt it the same way. You know, they can't find nothing on them, you know, because if they did, it might, it's something that nobody, it wasn't open like the Eddie Longs and these other people that I have named, even uh, the back past Jimmy Swaggett and, you know, and all these other people. So those things, later you find out about Paul and Jan Crouch. See, a lot of stuff start coming out later about people you looked looked up to. Now, I'm not going to throw all the uh, laundry out there. But I'm, my point is not to put them down, but my point is we all have some dirty laundry. 
<laughs> Believe me. I know I do. And you do too. We all have some type of dirty laundry. Some just worse than others. It's not illicit. We're trying to get oh, we're trying to get help. We're trying we're trying to get help. I know I remember speak for myself. The things that I do that's not pleasing to God, I don't do it because I want to just want that to be in my life. It's just because it's the flesh. Sometimes your flesh chooses to do wrong. I don't never make no excuses to God. I do it because I like the way it feel, whatever it is you're doing. And the problem is you got to stop liking the way it feel because what well, it's a feeling. We are we have the temple. The temple, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost within us. My point is, be careful the way we follow somebody, including myself, okay? That's we've been following for years because majority of these Christians or so-called Christians, some of them, they're, they're, their sin will be exposed. The Bible talks about your sin will find you out. And that's what's happened to a lot of these men. Your sin will find you out, whether you're dead or alive. Some people happens when they're alive and some people happen when they die. All their closet stuff come out. So when you do that and you hurt when you find something out about that person. Don't hate that person, you know, whatever like that. Because remember, these are humans. They're, they're, you know, they are mouthpiece. Now, if they was living two lives purposely, that's a problem. You, I have to check their salvation, you know. Because a, a lot of them have really illicit, open lives that they didn't think nobody know about, you know, besides God. But they didn't take God seriously. You can sin so much, your flesh will destroy you. That sin will destroy you. See, even though God forgave you all your sins, that don't take the pressure off. That means you still go suffer the consequences when you sin. He's not charging you with it, but he's not taking the pain away. You're still responsible for not sinning. See, he don't want you to sin. See, he don't want you to sin. Act. He forgave you of it. The whole world he forgave for that. But he knew it was going to be a sin act. He's just not counting it against them. That's how awesome his grace is. We don't comprehend that, but that's how awesome the grace of God is. He's not imputing sin against nobody in the world, according to 2 Corinthians 5 and 19. But you still will suffer the penalty to sin even to death to some people. And you'll go to heaven, but you will be dead and messed up in the flesh. See, you still will suffer. You could be a Christian and smoke a lot and catch cancer and die, but you still go to heaven. See, it comes with either a sexual act, anger act, or whatever. You get caught in that situation, you're still going to heaven, but you will suffer the consequences. Christians have heart attacks. Christians have strokes. See, now I'm not saying it's because of sin. But I'm just saying, for instance, if you have a drinking habit, if you have a smoking habit, and God, the Holy Spirit, is dealing you to try to get that together, and you continue to do it, sooner or later it's going to hurt you, paralyze, or it's going to kill you. That's what I mean. You're going to have to take you out. You're going to get taken out. You'll go to heaven. But, man, why, why go through the suffering 
Sin is not worth it at all, especially when you're a believer. Especially when you're a believer. But my point is, I'm doing a study now. Not a study. No, I mean, let me just let me take that back. No, but I've been reading some articles. I've been hearing a little bit. The uh, we have. I grew up, and I wasn't into all the uh, the uh, the civil rights and stuff like that, and the march with Martin Luther King uh, and stuff like that. But that's all I used to hear growing up about Martin Luther King, this great man of God. You know. Uh, fight for civil rights, fight for, uh, even though he was black, he was fighting for all races mainly, but the most oppressed uh, in, in America and the surroundings that was uh, put on us was the black op- the oppression of black people. Now, let me look at it in a believer in the Christian uh, perspective. You know, growing up, I just, uh, we was told and growing up and believed and followed this man because he was a Christian and he was a, somewhat of a man of God. Some people called him a prophet. I never called him a prophet, you know, for one reason or another. But many people knew about Martin Luther King, et cetera, and stuff like that. I know this is going along, but I hope you're getting something out of it. And uh, you start hearing little articles, you know, they, they, they put a little bit of it, his infidelity in the, in the movie Selma. Not in his older movies that was portrayed by uh, uh, Paul Winfield, people like that. But uh, I forgot who this guy, I think he's from Africa, this last Martin Luther King portrayal, which was played by this African guy, I forgot his name, good actor. The movie was called Selma. And it, 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 it talked about a little, you know, showed a little bit about his infidelity. I didn't know about that. I, I, I really didn't know Martin Luther King was uh, uh, committed adultery and stuff like that. I didn't. I knew he smoked because they used to put emphasis on that and everything, but a lot of believers, true, real believers smoke, believe me. So that wasn't nothing. A lot of, uh, quite a few Christian believers smoke, but I knew he smoked, you know, and, but all this other stuff that, uh, uh, I recently just found out about now. What I want you to understand is, I know it's a lot of propaganda out there. I know it's a lot of uh, things that said about people that's not true to make them look bad and whatever like that. I know that. I'm not that naive. I, I know that, you know. And so for the sake of not argument, I try to be fair. But I don't deny what I read, you know. Just like if I'm hearing bad things about anybody that I looked up to or listened to, you know, I listen to both sides and everything, you know, as far as that. So, you know, I look at it in a sense that, you know, until further proof is shown, you know, I don't, I can't make a judgment on that. Oh, no. And it's the same here with Martin Luther King. But my point is, and this is not to just uh, kick Martin Luther under the bus or whatever like that because there's been many ministers, even older ministers over 100, 100, 100 years ago were not were not the people you thought they was in any way. Now what touched me with Martin Luther King when I read more and more about it 
you know, it's not shocking to me. It's kind of, I kind of look at it, really? You know, because, man, you know, America lied about so many things. They lied about history so much. This is not even shocking, man. But the things that he was, he's accused of doing. And uh, whether it's true or not, I don't know. So I'm not going to get into details. But it's a lot of things he was accused of doing, which is not good at all. So I'm not going to get in what they accused him of. You can look that up yourself, you know. But it's kind of hidden. These are so-called secret documents on this man. And I'm not finna talk about Flint, you know, the illicit things that he's accused of doing, you know, the infidelity and whatever like that. Uh, but uh, the more thing, the, the, the main thing I was concerned about is this so-called alleged affiliation with the Communist Party. I never knew too much about the Negro, uh, the Soviet Union Negro Communists. I didn't know there was the Soviet Union Negro Communist Party. I'm just finding this out. So I read, when I find things, look at the things, I just find it out. You know, I got a, got this from this G. Edward Griffin and stuff like that, you know, and I just even look up G. Edward Griffin to find out who he is. Is he some type of conspiracy theorist or whatever? I, I look at everybody before I just come to a conclusion because I have to come to the point, you know, I know the difference between a conspiracy theory and a conspiracy. See, a conspiracy means it actually happened. So I have to make a difference on evidence and data mainly on evidence that makes me come to my conclusion. Don't mean that I'm correct or right. It doesn't mean I'm wrong either, but I just come to my own conclusion just like you should. You know, it's either going to be a big deal or I'm going to brush it off or whatever like that. But the Communist Party part bothers me, and it's it's a lot of so-called proof. I don't have a reason to doubt it, you know, because... These things happen, you, you know. Sometimes people are not are not who you thought they were. I don't have a proof of it was true, but it is some documents that out of his own worth, and nobody denies it. You know that uh, he was involved with the Communist Party. You know, and it's a lot of deep things that he's somewhat supposed to be involved in. Now, the reason I'm talking about this is, you know, you have to be careful about who you follow or look so much into, you know, besides Jesus. You have to be careful. And this might be surprising or somewhat shocking to others because a lot of times, a lot of people that we look up to, uh, you might be surprised that they're not even a believer. They're just Christian by name, self-made Christian. Remember, the road to heaven is narrow, but the road to hell is broad. There's going to be many that, you know, you might think that's going to heaven and it's not going to heaven, not even saved. Some has an agenda. You know, it's different reasons why people would call themselves Christian or uh, We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? 
Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase. And no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's. Whatever like that, you know, becomes a game. Some of them, listen closely, are so good, they are trained. It's just like a guru that sells, a snake oil salesman or a guru that trying to sell you a program. You have false ministers like that. They're good. They're snake oil salesmen. They sell you false doctrine to, you know, to draw you in for money or for some type of spiritual reason or even sometimes when it comes to the women, sexual reason. Because they feel, I believe they know women are somewhat more gullible sometimes. That's why the, most of the churches are just packed with women, especially the black churches are packed with a lot of women. And a lot of illicit things happen in those churches with their pastors. You see what I'm saying? Every church building, the majority of them, or close to sometimes all of them, are not part of the body of Christ. They are a church of Satan. Now, that's different of a Satanist church. They might preach against a Satanist church, and they are just enlisted as a Satanist church with the same type of acts and all of this stuff. Man, there's a lot of church buildings going on, doing all kind of, you know, wicked stuff, man. And they don't even, a lot of them don't even know they're doing it that man. they so worldly, you can't tell if there was a worldly or some type of a Satanic church, man. Beyonce, all of them call themselves Christians, the name Christians. See, you got a lot of, of rappers that call themselves Christians, but they still think they could just uh, straddle the fence and go both ways. Call themselves Christians, man. You got, you got a lot of them call themselves Christians, man. They're self-made Christians, the majority of them. They're never, they're not part of the church, the body of Christ. See, you, you, you understand what I'm saying? Now, this is a kind of a piggyback when I'm talking about when the youngsters leaving the church or whatever like that. Christianity today, Christianity today, majority of it is just a mask. They're not true believers. And I hope you're not part of it. It's a mask. It's an agenda. See? is staged. The perception of way a lot of people, the black man and woman look at Christianity and how they uh, perceive Christianity, the name Christianity, is by the church they know about or the church they go to. That's how they look at Christianity. Some are forward and most are disappointed. Because if they, why would they go to a place that has all the, the, the glamour and the dancing around 
and the messing around and the, the dressing and stuff like that. They, they, they going into something that they trying to get out of. It's just like they going into a club. They go to churches. The church don't look no different. Church building don't look no different than the club. See. They're marching in these parades, gay parades. They're, they're doing this. They, they, you know, they're practicing open illicit sex and everything. And it's just, you know. Now, when it comes to sin, and I try to be very specific when I talk about that because I don't want nobody thinking I don't struggle or whatever like that. But I say it's a difference when you struggle. And you're trying to fight to stop it than just living openly in sin. There's a difference. I'm talking about open, openly practicing living in sin and calling yourself a Christian. You need to check your salvation because if I talk to you and ask you certain questions, the majority of you are not Christians. You are self-proclaimed Christians. You are liberal Christian. You are a conservative Christian. What do you mean? Okay, you know about the liberal Christians and everything. You know they're more uh, open. They don't. It's, they're more open to Christianity to a sense that you know God is going to bless you and love you anywhere it go, you know, even though you live in a certain lifestyle, God still loves you. You start feeding the poor, doing your social programs, or helping everybody and everything like that. Most, <clears throat> most, I'm not going to say most, but left-wing different liberals, and liberals in general, that church is not going to preach sin. They're not going to preach condemnation because they think it's okay as long as you're doing works. You can work your way to heaven regardless of where you live. And that's what's mostly uh, same-sex marriage is okay in church and stuff like that or <clears throat> things like that. That's more of a liberal view of their Christian faith. <clears throat> now, conservative view is more into the morals of the Bible. But at the same time, they're almost more political in a sense that you know, they're they are they are against the morals of same sex marriage, blah blah of this whatever like that stuff like that, and a lot of conservatives, you know, view. If you know, if you understand what conservative means, conservative don't. Uh, first of all, conservative view making it plain for layman. Their view is like this: don't change nothing if it don't need fixed. If it's working well and it's been working all these years. Don't change it. A liberal or progressive way of looking at things is just change something even though it's working. I just want to make it work this way that it'll satisfy everybody. You see what I'm saying? So let's change it. Let's make it our way the way we want it. It's not that it's, we can make something that's, a liberal can make something that's already working good and it becomes broken to them because it's not exactly the way they want it. Even though it's working, they don't like it that way, so they want to just change it. It's always like changing something, changing a, uh, a tire when it doesn't need changed. You know, you know what I'm saying? Just to satisfy the tire. It's just like a, a, a tire has a scratch on it. You know, or a little plug in a nail. 
a conservative say, okay, let's get the let's get the hole out of the nail and patch it up. That's still a good tire. Don't change it. It's still a good tire. Uh, a, a liberal, uh, let's just take the whole tire out because the tire has been discriminated against. And you know, we need to take the whole tire off and and everything like that. We need to sue the person that sold us the tire because he got a scratch on it. Conservative patches up a liberal. Now let's take it back and get our money back and just tell the person they was wrong. They sold us a bad tire. They jumped to a conclusion. While conservative, I'm not saying it goes it's like that, but you know what I'm saying. They'll just go ahead and fix it. I'm just looking at it in a basic cartoon way of looking at both of their, the way they look at things. Let's just fix it and just get it on out the way. It can be fixed. And let's just keep the same program. It's not, it has that little hole, let's fix it. Liberal, let's just change the whole thing. Let's fire all these people. Let's just change everything around and do it this way. And then, and most of the time, it don't work when they change the whole thing. Because they just tried to change something that was working good. Anyway, now I'm not saying no, some things don't need to be changed, but you got my point. It's the ideology. It's the way you look at things. You either that type of thinker or you, you one or the other. So it's the same in church. You could go to a church and tell what they really stand on because a lot of churches cherry pick what they want to preach and teach about. And I talked about your they creed and stuff like that. Well, anyway, I'm going to end it with this because I've been here long-winded enough, you know. And it's gone on a, close to an hour now. And I, w- the reason I'm talking about this, and I went all the way around about it with it comes all that I've talked about, about the anarchy and the different things and what's going on in other countries. I'm bringing it to a biblical perspective in church. You have some churches that's trying to grow stronger than the Lord. They're really trying to do right in the church building. And then you have one or two people in there that's trying to plant discord in that church trying to plant discord either by gossip or a different type of doctrine or false accusations or something, you know, or a different way they want the church to go. But they have an agenda to sow discord purposely. Or you have the church that's give you an example Jim Jones remember Jim Jones that uh, ha- murdered all those people and uh, had them drink poison influenced them to drink poison and stuff like that and whatever very evil story but it's worth knowing about now I'm not saying anybody Jim Jones but how did Jim Jones start off if you if you know something about his documentary or you've seen the movie I've seen the movie played by Powers Booth he played Jim Jones very well, man. But anyway, he started out as what? An angel of light by Satan. And I believe, really, this is my opinion, I believe Jim Jones really wanted to do right, man, but he got caught up in all that spirituality, man. He got caught up to people worshiping him and stuff like that. And what comes before a fall? Pride. Bible says pride becomes a full fall. So I believe Jim Jones, uh, he could have had an agenda, but I'm just using my opinion. I don't believe he have an agenda to bring up. I believe he became wicked later and he got demonically possessed because he really never was a Christian. 
He never was a believer in the body of Christ. He was just a spiritual, self-made Christianity. The way he was brought up, he thought there was Christianity. He never really made the Lord of his life. He just preached the talk, but he never lived it. He never, he spiritually was never, became a true new creature in Christ. So he was a self-made believer. And when you do that for so long, you don't have the Holy Spirit in you to protect you or to guide you. You're guided by another spirit, so it's easy for you to get possessed. Why? Because you are not a believer anyway, so it's easy for Satan to possess you and influence you more. He started doing drugs and all kind of stuff or whatever like that, having sex with different women and stuff like that. And he met his demise. And I believe Jim Joseph's in hell right now because he never really gave his life to Christ. He really did. I really believe he did. Yeah, I can be wrong, but I, I believe he did. You know, then you have the David Koresh's. These are revolutionaries. The David Koresh's and different people like that. My point is they can start off like the angel of light. The lure you, just like Satan, lure you and their doctrine especially if you don't know how to read the Bible yourself and you don't understand it. And every, and I know I keep saying this, but it's, it's just a trend. Satan always used the women. He started with Eve. And you go in a lot of churches now, they they lure the the uh, the gullible, and the Paul talks about that too. Women, that's so gullible, just willing to follow anybody to church. Satan, if you look at the Bible, man, you can see the same thing happening in these churches, man, where Paul condemned certain churches or whatever like that, you know, different things like that, the same thing, man. He had to rebuke. I'm not putting women down, but this is just the Bible. This is real talk. You have to tell the women they need to be quiet in church. Not saying they can't talk, but it was just out of order. See, and they needed to go to their husbands or whatever, etc. like that. It was a lot of that with the females. And that's just to prove they are the weaker sex, man. And Joe, do you believe in women should be pastors? No, I don't. You know, according to the word of God, no. Women should not be pastors. That don't mean women can't teach. They can't minister to others. But no, I don't believe a woman shouldn't be pastor. No, no. And I'm not going back on that. And that's not a negativity about that. That's just God's order. That's just God's order, period. And, it, and it's for that reason. The woman, the woman is the weaker vessel. I'm not going about what they think they can do or what you think they can do. But what does the Bible say when it comes to that? So my answer is no to that. I don't think a woman should be pastor in no church. That don't mean she can't minister and teach others. It was a lot of hero women in the Bible that done some things. Jesus had quite a few women following him. They wasn't leading. They do their place. That might sound negative to you, but all of us got a place. See? The reason it's that order is because of her disobedience anyway from the beginning. That made categories then. That put her under the man. See, they was almost, they was one somewhat before she sinned first. And then the categories came. You understand? You have to know the Bible. Why a woman is in that position? She the one saying first. Okay? But that ain't what I'm here to talk about. But I know people might say that when I say that. That's why people get mad at the Apostle Paul. They start putting Paul down. Talking about he's a he's a, 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 a 
a male chauvinist and stuff like that. You know, they just don't understand the order. They don't understand that God loves women just like he loves men, but there is an order. Don't make a man better than a woman. It's just a certain order. Okay? Now, the point is, that ain't what I want to talk about. But I couldn't get around it because I know some people be thinking that when I say certain things, you know. <clears throat> and I just try to keep it real. You know, you can disagree. That's okay. Uh, that's on you. I know that's on you. But the thing is, uh, okay, women, I love you all. You know, it's a lot of women of God in the Bible, you know, in Jesus' times specifically that followed him besides the two Marys. You know, he talked about the women. They was there. They they had certain offers. They, they took care of a lot of things, man, for us. So it, it has nothing to do with that, okay? So I hope you guys and you young ladies mature enough to understand what I'm saying. I'm not putting women down. God just have an order for the man and the woman, okay? Uh, not, that's not going to change. It's not me saying that. It's the Bible, okay? It's the Bible, all right? But he's not saying man is better than woman. He's not saying he favored a man over a woman. No, it had nothing to do with that. It's just categories for the man and the woman. And if God knows a woman cannot handle a certain thing, I'm going with what God says, no matter what you say. All right? <laughs> okay, when it comes to ministry, you know, that don't mean a woman can't minister. That don't mean a woman can't walk, walk books about Christian. That don't mean a woman can't teach and nothing like that. But, you know, I'm talking about pastoring and bishopliness and all that stuff. That's what I'm talking about. All right. All right. Okay. The reason I, I, I'm talking about this now, and it's all piggybacking to what I talked about earlier and stuff like that. All right. Uh, we have to be careful. Okay. Just be careful, brothers and sisters in Christ. Be careful. Men and women, be careful. And the reason I said to women, be careful. Let me digress. Be careful of following a certain male leader. If your husband, you have a husband, give that attention to your husband, not your pastor. Give that attention to your husband. Y'all might have some issues. I'm not talking about that. But give that attention to your husband. You know. And husband, don't be spending so much time to... The, uh, the the women in the church and you giving more time to the women in the church. Now, I'm, I'm, I got a, I've been divorced twice, so I'm not giving you no specific. This is just a biblical perspective of life in general. Of what? Be careful how we just look up to people and follow people, male or female. And men and women, we both <coughs> genders. Yes, it is a man and woman gender. There ain't no binary. <laughs> This is man and woman. The Bible's perspective, not the world perspective, okay? That's man, as a woman, ain't no binary. You can't call yourself the way you want to call. I don't care how you try to change or look like something. You still going to be a man or a woman, okay? But anyway, <clears throat> we need to be careful, all right? All right? God bless you. I hope you got something out of this. Being in the believe in the body of Christ is very important. We cannot use use uh, the word Christianity loosely. Now, the word Christianity is not a mandate for us to use that. 
is okay, but it's not a mandate. The body of Christ, the new creature, the believer, the followers of Christ, yeah, but Christianity is not a mandate that you got to use that, but it's okay. God allows it, but it's, it's not nothing God or Jesus said, or even Paul said that we are now. It was what somebody called the believers a bad name, Christ follower. That's what they mean. Christian just mean Christ follower. Now, if you call yourself a Christ follower, that's cool. If you just say I'm a Christ follower over a Christian, that makes a somewhat of a difference because when you say I'm a Christ follower, somebody go ask you what you mean. Then you need to explain to them. But when you say a Christian, they got their own definitions what you mean about a Christian because so many people say they're a Christian. They see so much negativity and some people call themselves Christian. They just, oh, really? You know, so that that's just a little tip for the believers, okay? It's, it's just a little tip, all right? All right. I just believe if you tell somebody you're a believer and they're not saved, that opens up a door for you to tell them why you what you believe in or you're a Christ follower. They never really heard it like that. What do you mean you're a Christ follower? That gives you another opportunity to understand because being a Christ follower is totally different just calling yourself a Christian. Okay? That brings questions. So if a person says, I'm a Christian, I'm saying, yeah, man, nice to meet you, you know, you know, then that helps. That If a person says, I'm a Christian, that don't mean you just got to question them and say why they're a Christian. No, I'm not talking about that. If that opportunity presents itself, yeah, but if they just say, I'm a Christian, you know, just leave it alone. Sometimes they have fruits to show you know they're not if you're around them enough. You know, Father, I'm not talking about that. Question, you know, everybody that says they're a Christian, you got to just critique them. No, I'm not saying that. No. But if opportunity comes, especially if they ask you questions, then you you know, you try to get some information for their sake, okay? For their sake. But it's not that you got to just critique them. No, no. Leave people alone. You got to be the most out there. Why are you a Christian? Blah, 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 blah. I do that when it's an opportunity or they ask me a question, you know. All right? Body of Christ, real talk. It's been body of of Christ, real talk is going on hour now since I've been talking, not as long as I thought, but I want you all to understand the importance of salvation. And not only the importance of salvation, but the importance of knowing how to be saved and what gospel saves you. Let me say that again. The importance of salvation <clears throat> and how to be saved and what gospel saves you today is very important, okay? Very important. The next one, Lord's willing, I'm going to talk about the gospel that saves. And I'm not going to be so much long-winded. It's the gospel that saves. Okay? And I'm going to talk about the gospel that don't save. You might be surprised. But is it the gospel? Yes. The gospel I'm going to talk about gospels plural. I'm going to talk about both of them saves, but one of them only is for today now and one was for the past and going to be for the future. Let me say that again. There's gospels in the Bible where, two, where people usually struggle with. Both of them saves, 
but one is for now. The other one is for the is for the past. You can only get saved by that one from the past. It's in the majority of Israel. And one is for the future. I'm going to talk about that the next time I get into understanding Bible study, understanding being a believer and a Christian in today's dispensation. Okay? God bless you all. This is Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ, Real Talk. Let me leave you with this, as I often do. You do not have to be saved first to be forgiven. You have already been forgiven. Now you have the opportunity to be saved by believing what Jesus done. His death, burial, and resurrection is the gospel of salvation today. The gospel of the grace of God, according to Acts 20 and 24. That's the way to be saved of today. The gospel of your salvation, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 and 4. Almost went blank. <laughs> my mind, so that's my, my hesitation. Love you all. Peace out. Left out, peewee. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. Hi, people, 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 peace out. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase. And no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.